Hello everybody, welcome to Flickr Effect. Really quick before this episode gets started, uh, when we went to record this episode, episode 298, it went on a little long. We recorded for almost two hours, so when I was editing, I decided to split it up into two parts. Uh, this is part one. In this episode, we talk about season three of Stranger Things, we talk about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and a lot more. Uh, if you're looking for our review of Spider-Man Far From Home, you're going to want to check out part two. Uh, in that episode, we share our spoiler-free thoughts, and then later in the episode, we get into a more in-depth spoiler-filled review. So make sure to check that out. In the meantime, though, this is episode 298, part one. Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect, episode 298. It is Sunday, July 7th, as we're recording this. I'm David Lotz. Joining me as always is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up? Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. And Michelle Hillard. Hi, hello. What's up, guys? Hey, it's pretty hey, good. It Everything is lovely over here. Uh, we've survived the what two or three <laughs> earthquakes? I think I we've had. Yeah, yeah like, back uh, to back for a while there. Back yeah, to back and a little sticky there. Yeah, the, that's the one that we had yesterday is the one that I really felt because that first one. I, I don't know. I must have been driving or something that I didn't feel the first one because a lot of people did, and then there was like an uh, an aftershock of that one that I think. It was like four in the morning. It kind of woke me up because it shook a little bit, but it wasn't, it was still pretty minor. But the one yesterday, when anything that lasts longer than it seems like 10 seconds, seems like it lasts like five minutes or something. So the yeah. one yesterday was Forever. a little bit longer. Yeah. And it was just kind of that rolling uh, kind of earthquake where everything was sort of like swishing around kind of. And I was just in my room and I was standing up. I, I just happened to be standing at the time. And when it started, um, I have like an antenna that's on the top of my TV and it started to move. So I just kind of held my TV as the, the shaking started. And I was like, okay, um, this is going on long. If it continues to get a little bit more intense, I'm going to have to do something more than just hold my TV at this point. So <laughs> I was just like waiting to see if it would pick up or how long it would last. But it kind of um, subsided a minute or, you know, a couple seconds after that. So it was OK. But, yeah, definitely uh, one of the bigger ones I've felt since living here in California. Yeah, it was a little nerve wracking. It's not the biggest one that I've ever felt. But um, I was sitting down watching TV and <laughs> my immediate reaction was similar to Bobby's like Shannon was in the kitchen and I was sitting there just watching and I was like, is, is something moving? Like it just kind of <laughs> stopped for a second because it's, it's never a huge jolt knock on wood. As I say that it's always just kind of like, you know, a slow rumble of like something moving. So it's like, it could be like, Oh, did I get up too fast? And I, you know, you kind of sway just a little bit, but then I'm looking around and the entire place is starting to shake. And then I look at my TV and I'm like, okay, Got to get over there and make sure that thing doesn't fall down. First and foremost, let's make sure that the TV's okay. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I kid, but it's like, you know, then we, like, um, I actually started thinking, it's like, okay, I got to go grab shoes really quickly. If it starts to get really bad, we got to get out of the house right. or get to the doorway to be prepared, you know, that type of thing. Right. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I lived in, what, LA for two and a half years, and I never felt an earthquake. And as a Floridian, there was a part of me that was like, 
don't get me wrong, I don't want a bad earthquake, but I kind of want to know what it feels like. Right. But then I remember even there was a, a couple times in the office I worked at where, you know, they somebody I remember came over to my desk, oh, did you feel that one? And I'm like, no. No. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then it would happen again. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Am I, am I mistaking these for like large trucks driving by and it's actually earthquakes or something? I'm like, right. I didn't notice anything, but yeah. Glad you guys are all right. Glad everybody's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I mean, it takes a lot for it to like be something that you just like, oh man, did, like that was horrifying. Because um, and people on the East Coast, a lot of times, I don't think really understand that it's not always. You know, they say it's this, and you know, I mean, just maybe it's just because I'm fortunate, I haven't necessarily felt or had to deal with the reper- repercussions of you know a really bad earthquake. I've always seen it on the news and stuff like that near the epicenter of where it's at. And I've never been one to actually have to deal with it. Right. Well, with that, um, so this weekend, uh, we will, of course, be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm. Uh, I'm sure we're going to spend a decent amount of time on that. But uh, we didn't get to record last week. There's other stuff going on, like Stranger Things dropped this weekend. Uh, so we'll talk about some stuff before we get to Spider-Man. First, I want to ask you, Yasha, you went to uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge over at Disneyland. Oh, and, I did. And I'm, I'm curious, how was it? Eh, it was okay. Yeah? <laughs> I don't believe that for even. Wow. <laughs> it's not, that poker face is not working today, buddy. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, really? That's it? Okay. That's all uh, you got? All right. I mean, I figure not everybody loves it. I'm like, maybe Yasha's right. coming. I don't know. Maybe he's like, it's fine. It's just like going to a theme park. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. No, it's so not like going to the theme park. <laughs> Legitimately, it is like walking into the movie. And that is not an exaggeration. Like a lot of these other lands, they kind of blend or bleed together. You know, there's not that much of a differentiating feeling when you're going from one place to the other and stuff like that. When you walk into Galaxy's Edge, it's like walking legitimately into Star Wars. Like some of the, I tried to take photos, but it's like everywhere you looked is like a photo opportunity. Like it, it's legitimately like walking into, you know, the smuggler's place and you see the Millennium Falcon docked and it's just like, you're, you're like floored with like everything that you're kind of like, surrounded by it's bizarre and it's interesting and it's fun and it's just like you're looking around and some of the stores like every time you you walk into a building you are legitimately transported into basically what a shop would look like in that world and Oga's Cantina it doesn't disappoint in design. They spared no expense to make you feel like you were really in that cantina that Luke and Obi-Wan first walked into. But honestly, that was probably the only thing that I was just like kind of, oh, okay, this is this is it. Because it's a lot of, and I, and, I, and I say that in a sense that it's like it's really hard to like, I don't want to downplay it like you don't don't need to do it like i do think it's an experience that everybody should try and do um but it's mostly just drinks i don't think that they have any food out there the service was subpar like it was really kind of like it wasn't the great but i mean they were just like i'm just i'm sure it might have just been because they were just slammed beyond all belief because they have just 
you know, a walking standing room, like basically only type of reservation. Like they have, um, they have places to sit and that's for bigger parties. And then they have, um, just places, a ring outside of the standing room of the bar. And then there's a ring at the bar. So it's Hmm. just like, you know, there's nowhere really to sit unless you're sitting at one of the larger spaces and the outside. Um, it's just drinks. Some of the drinks are really fun. The names of them are really fun. Like Jedi mind trick is like one of the, the names for the drinks. There's an actual drink that you can order that will act, will make your lips numb after drinking huh. it a couple of times. Like it's kind of interesting. Huh. Uh, I just ordered a beer and, um, they try to make them very futuristic looking. Uh, but the millennium Falcon in itself completely, completely mind-blowing and badass like you just for a star wars fan you just kind of stand there and you just kind of look at it and you're just like wow like you're really taken back like there it is like that is surreal and then the ride itself was fun as well like it was entertaining it's very much in the same breath of star tours if you've ever ridden star tours it's kind of like that almost exactly like that actually um they give you there's Six people per ride, two pilots, two gunners, and two engineers. And you basically walk into the cockpit of where, you know, Chewie and Han would be sitting. And you guys basically control, to an extent, the ship. Now, it's obviously on its own flight pattern for the show and everything like that. But I do think that there were parts of it, like, you know, if you're driving and you pull up on the, the, the ship stick, you will tilt up just a little bit when it comes to like moving. So I do think that they give you just a little bit of control or maybe that's just how it made me feel when I was doing it. Right. Um, but so David, you you're pilot? I was one of the pilots. Yes. Okay, cool. I was one of the pilots. My buddy was a pilot and then we had two people in there that were, um, that we didn't know. And then Shannon and, uh, this, uh, my buddy's girlfriend were engineers. Okay. Everybody is interactive. Um, Everybody, like the gunners, always have to press a button to shoot, and then the engineers have some button that they need to press to hyperspeed or do whatever and stuff like that. So it was surreal. Like it was very, very cool. Everybody should really just, you can walk around that place for hours. And in doing so, <clears throat> pardon me, made the rest of the park completely dead. Like, <laughs> They could walk on to any ride. I think the longest we waited was 45 minutes, maybe an hour for Space Mountain. And aside from that, everything was 30 minutes at the most. I get that. Hmm. So did you get to uh, pull the lever like that Han does when they're going to do the jump? The one that's on the up up above you? Yeah. Uh, well, it's not above you. It's on the control panel in front oh, okay. of you. And what they, they actually prompt you to do it. They say, okay, get ready. You know, pull the lever because, like, everything that you need to do, it like, flashes. It's like, hit the switch. Hit the switch that's flashing. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll hit that. And then you hit the switch and then something happens. And it's like, make sure you pull the lever for hyperspeed. And, you know, you pull the lever and it's just like, Too, and you just take off. And it's like, wow, that's cool. I mean, obviously, it would more than likely take off regardless but it does give you a sense of like being a little bit more interactive than what you might 
that normally would be, especially when it comes to Star Wars. Hmm. Also, cool. the the way it sounds interactive, it sounds similar to Mission Space. Here it does sound like Orlando, Mission Space. It sounds a lot. That's what I was thinking. Where yeah, you have four people on a ship. Each person has like a role: captain, an engineer, and same thing. Like your panel will light up. Okay, do this. Press this now, and you press it, and mm-hmm. yeah, kind of sounds a little similar. That's what I was thinking. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was. I mean, you 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 run out of places to take photos. Like you're just like, well, I, I don't know what else I can take a photo of because it's like I've seen all of this and it's just like it's it's massive. Like it's massive. Like you really are transported once you walk onto this property. Like you don't feel like you're at um, Disneyland anymore. And it that's the truth. Like it's crazy. Hmm. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, hours opens up like the end of August, I think. Yeah, so not too soon. far off here. It's like six weeks away. Six, seven weeks. Something like that. Which is pretty soon. Pretty soon. Yeah, you're definitely gonna have to do it because it's it's very cool. God, it's gonna like be when so you're just like the the <clears throat> pardon me the Millennium Falcon. <clears throat> excuse me, was it was crazy. Like I mean, it's life size. Like it's legitimately huge. It's it's massive, and you just kind of can you can sit there and just look at it, and you're just like, wow you expect it to take off like that's how how detailed it really is you're just like man that thing is impressive and then i i also i don't know if i sent you photos but i found um kylo ren's ship like i missed that the first time we went through it and then like when we were walking by i was like oh my god look at that and he's like oh yeah there's kylo ren's ship mm-hmm. right and then my buddy was telling me every now and then kylo ren will come popping out and just like walk around a little bit and then he'll disappear back into the ship hmm. and he's like what <laughs> no that's awesome yeah i can't wait <laughs> it's gonna be great i mean I, I think my only thing is it's gonna be so insanely busy for such a very long time i think the only saving grace is that when ours opens up that's right around the time that kids are back in school at the beginning of their semesters right and so i'm kind of hoping mm. that might help our crowds a smidge yes, and i do a, mean a, a smidge. smidge because i know people basically if, if they've planned to go to disney world they'll pull their kids out without thinking twice about it from school right. but I'm, I'm hoping that because it's so early in the school year maybe they'll be like you know they've only been in for four weeks we really need mm-hmm. to leave them in and i'll be like oh thank you god <laughs> so i'm hoping that that's gonna happen right. maybe the only thing I can recommend is anything that you can make reservations for, right. do it. And yeah. then just follow it to a T. Um, I mean, we made reservations for the cantina. Um, I was going to make reservations for the lightsaber building shop. Mm-hmm. And I opted against it. And I'm going to tell you why. <clears throat> you make the reservation. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll make a reservation for six people. And they're like, well, six, okay, are you sure six are going to show up? And I'm like, well, no. I was like, okay, well, then you need to figure out exactly who's going to show up. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, because if you make a reservation for six, you're still going to have to pay for six lightsabers. Yep. (laughs) Like, whoa, really? And they're like, yeah. They are not cheap. How much are they? Like two. I thought they were like $150. They are $200 a pop. And to make these things. I was going to say, there's certain accessories. We watched a YouTube video. There's one guy building them. Like, it, they can get more than 200. 200 is like baseline. <laughs> I thought I've also heard, like, that uh, 
you know, a lot of the merch locations are apparently out of stuff. And I thought I had heard that they were out of like a lot of the kyber crystals for those. Man. I don't know yeah. how true that is, but I would not be surprised. Um, because that's actually one thing that I talked to my buddy about. I was like, I wonder what they run out of because right. yeah. like they, they, I mean, it was weird when we went up there and like, they're like, Oh, we have one opening if one person wants to go in now. And I'm like, well, no, we want to do this like, like later on, you know, that type right. of thing. And then like, when I found out how much it was, I was like, I, I can't, I just can't, like, I can't bring myself to do that. Like I'm a collector to an extent. Right. I like all this stuff. Yeah. But I'm spending 200 plus dollars on a, essentially a toy that's just going to sit in my closet and collect dust. I mean, if it's, if it's going to be your only like thing, your only souvenir from your whole vacation, your whole trip, and you have a place of honor to bestow it upon so people can see it, you know, in your home, or if you're a kid in your room, you're like, this bad boy is going above the bed. Like... (laughs) Yeah. I I get Big it. Like, style. Yeah. You know, like if you're like this is what's up. I mean, I I do get that. If you're like this is the only souvenir I'm leaving. I'm like I'm buying anything else. I'm not even buying Mickey ice cream. I'm not buying. I'm literally going and saving my money and I'm using it. I I get that. No, no. I and you know, I I even will attest to that as well. It's like if this is the thing that you're doing for your trip. Like this is it. Right. Like I'm coming out there like I'm coming from Idaho, I have been saving for my trip to to Disneyland to do Galaxy's Edge to do any and everything that I possibly want and not worry about it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I live 15 minutes from, from Disneyland. I can't bring myself to dump two hundred dollars right. on it when I'm not. I, I'm one. I'm not a 15 year old kid, and two. It's just like. I, I just couldn't do it. I just was like, I'm yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. Like I can't I can't do that. Two hundred dollars? No thank you. I just couldn't yeah. do it. Right. Fun fact, went to a um shop that was like walking into I actually took a picture of it and I'll send that to you guys too. Um and you can actually see hidden the Ark of the Covenant in the store. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, and nice. that was a lot of fun. That's a good little throwback. Yeah, they have stuff like yeah. that here where they have, like, for if if you're over by where Star Tours is, there's things there. And then if you're, oh gosh, what was it? Great Movie Ride used to have the Ark of the Covenant scene, but then they had a R2D2 3PO kind of like ingrained in one of the like little etchings on oh, the wall. That's right. And so it's like they go back and forth with that throughout all their parks i think and i'm trying to remember what it is so it's in yeah it's in disneyland paris same thing their temple of doom ride has oh god who is it i think it's a chewy is somewhere in the like mm-hmm. the the queue line for it like that's i think mm-hmm. that's fun that disney does that basically like there's indiana jones stuff in Star Wars stuff and then there's Star Wars stuff in Indiana Jones stuff and I don't I, yeah. I mean I get why they do it and it's kind of like but I think there's really like I don't understand it's like well you see there's this whole like Lucas Spielberg thing and they all just love each other so much and this is what they do like it's just their thing that's what they do but I love it it's like the little things like that they're fun touches cool well one day we'll have one yeah one own. day we'll have one of our own and we'll be there as mm-hmm. soon as we can. Yeah. Um, 
So, real quick. Well, the next time you guys come out, we definitely have to try and plan for a trip to go to Disneyland. Yeah. yeah it would be true. a lot of fun. Well, I've never even been to Disneyland before. Yeah, I know. That blows my mind. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I've never yeah, even it's... stepped foot in there. I have no idea. One day. Anyway. Um, okay, so real quick. Uh, Stranger Things Season 3 <gasps> dropped this weekend. Who who all's watched it at all? Or all I or... haven't finished it. I, I'm like four episodes in. Okay. So... I finished. I was going to say, Bobby was done yeah. by the yeah, by, sure. by noon July 5th. Um, <laughs> Not that fast, but pretty fast. I've watched five. It's eight episodes. I've watched five out of the eight. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm not done yet either. Yep. Five uh, episodes wait, it's only eight episodes? It's only eight episodes. I think it's only yeah. eight. It's crazy. Oh, okay. So I'm like half done then. Jesus, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what did everybody about you? Bobby, you finished it. What, what did you mm-hmm. think? Definitely better than the second season to me. Um, the second mm-hmm. season had a couple lulls, and I wasn't as big a fan of some of the character choices and how they split up the group at different times. But this one I felt like had a stronger story. They're a little bit older. They're um, doing things that is more in line with, I think, what – people love about the 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 series in in the first place which is the characters and getting to see them develop and 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 essentially grow up in front of our eyes and and you get a lot of that and it's in a sense if you kind of think of it in the same way that you might think of the spider-man movies with tom holland it's like you get that mix of that school activity stuff and and being hanging out with friends but then you also get the element of the action and that's what um they do really well with stranger things and i thought that this season very much lived up to any expectations i had because going into it just based off that second season i wasn't as um excited to see this next season i just didn't know if it would uh, get back on track for me but it definitely did and it had me really looking forward to see what they do with season four really that's interesting because i actually liked the second season um if i remember correctly i mean and i thought it was pretty decent and i actually thought that this season was starting off a little slow and you said you're what like four episodes in you think yasha yeah Actually, I'll double check to see exactly where I'm at right now. Because I'll say this, I kind, of, I kind of agree. At least the first two episodes were a little slow. Yeah. And then it was like third, yeah. or, third or fourth episode. It was like, okay, it's definitely picking up. I'm more interested. Not to say I wasn't interested with the first two. It's just it was more an interest out of, well, I love this show in general, so I'm going to watch it. And I like these characters. Yeah. But the first two episodes were just kind of, I don't know. Just kind of, See, that's okay, how, let's get that's there. That's how I feel. I feel like I was not pulled into the storyline until season three, until the third episode. Right. And I feel like I was like, okay, now yeah. I'm, I'm in this now. Like, I'm like, okay, you've, you've officially won me into this. Like, the first two episodes are fine, but it definitely was kind of like, okay, well, I'm still just not quite totally immersed in it yet. But then yeah. by the end of the third episode, I was like, okay, guys. I'm in. Let's yeah. do this. This, well, is, this is awesome. That's kind of where I was at, too. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm on the. I just finished the fourth episode, the sauna test. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until the third and fourth episode that I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm really starting to get interested now. I felt that they were just slow starting and it was kind of. Um, it dragged for sure. Um, 
I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, like you guys, like, I mean, I like the show. I and I love the show. I love the characters. I'm definitely going to keep going with it, and I'm going to watch it and see where this goes. But it wasn't until the fourth episode, especially when the fourth episode ended, I was like, okay, what what's going on? Like, I'm really interested in hearing and seeing a little bit more of what's going on with this show, and I'm all in. You know, I mean, I'll definitely finish it. Mm-hmm. I will say though, like, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm spoiling anything about season three. I haven't even finished it myself. Yeah. And I, so I don't know how it really ends. But in general, I guess if I could have it anyway, I kind of wish with these later seasons, seasons two and three, and then whatever we get from here, I wish they could have found a way to like each season just kind of have, yeah, these same kids, these same characters, but kind of having to deal with something different, <laughs> you know? And, and in a way yeah. where Is it the same variation of the it's same basically thing? a variation or kind of a, you know, a continuation of the same kind of problem, you know, it's all that, stemming from the same thing. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I wish the show could have found a way to like, okay, season one was over and I absolutely love season one. And then, okay, with season two, now there's this new stranger thing that's going on. And, but instead it's just kind of a continuation of the original story. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it. It's, maybe I don't think it's monster. quite worked for me anyway. Yeah, maybe a different monster. But the the I'm with you with that because I I feel like the constant threat that Will is just this odd man out and just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, when it possessed me and did this and this and you know always talking about Will and circling around him and I just was like, ah, okay, I get it, man. You're severely traumatized. Like I mean, I guess like yeah. <laughs> Like, it's almost like, I almost wish it was like, it's almost like I wish Hawking Indiana itself was like the hell mouth. Like, there was just different things kind of happening each time, you know? And like, you know, season one, we got what we got. And then season two, something different. And I I think, you know, keeping Elle is kind of the focus of like her powers and what it is is cool. But then not always having the focus be on like Will, like... Maybe because each kid has their own interests and their own like they all have kind of similar hobbies, but they all have their one like thing that's like that's their thing that they love. And maybe it could be this weird thing where they'd be like, oh, my God, I'm the one that's knowledgeable kind of in this weird way about this thing. And that they were kind of the focus of that one. They were kind of taking the we'll say lead on that section on that series. Mm -hmm. Kind of like. Right. I don't know, like season two, the one kid was really into, what did he call the little Demi-Gorgon thing? I forget. Oh. He named it. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. Anyways, like he made his pet, Newt yeah, yeah. or whatever. Anyways, he made his little pet, but then he kind of was like the one that's like knows about Demi-Gorgons, you know? Like, I don't know, like it's just been cool if it was just something a little bit different instead of constantly stemming from the same problem. Like, let's have a new problem. Like, for whatever reason, it's just... Like in Buffy, like it's the Hellmouth. Like there's just this is just where shit goes down for whatever reason. It's it's the Bermuda Triangle of the world, right? Of the you U.S. Know, or, of the U.S. Yeah. or something. This is just where all the shit seems coming is from Hawking, Indiana. I don't know. Like right. that, I would, I'd, I'd buy into that. I'd be, I'd be like, okay, I get this. This is just apparently where shit just happens. Mm-hmm. Cool. You right. know, and I'm also like curious is, um, and maybe I just don't remember it, but what happened to? the rest of the numbers like i know we introduced this one teenage character that in season two and i i I don't remember what happened to her or what happened in that realm does that make sense no it makes sense i all i'll say is i haven't watched season two since it 
dropped. Since it dropped. And I think I think I binged yeah. it and Which person is he talking about? Oh, uh, there was that episode where Elle goes and finds Oh, yeah. yeah, she died. Yeah, see I don't remember. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah, she died. See, I thought it would be so I thought what we were gearing up was for like like is she what number was she seven or something like that or yeah I think she was. Well, this seven. goes back to how annoyed I was with the Netflix app when I accidentally skipped the. <gasps> oh my god, it yes. was so fucking frustrating. <laughs> I'm watching. I we go to watch. Finally, okay, we're gonna start watching Stranger Things in Netflix, and this is on my Apple TV app. And, you know, it immediately goes into the, okay, kind of previously on Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm actually want to watch this. Like, I, I know, I, I remember the two seasons, but I haven't watched season one since it dropped and or whenever I finally watched it. And then I never, I haven't watched season two since it, yeah, released. And then I think I accidentally bumped the skip intro, like, selection. And then it was... I could not get back to it. <laughs> like, I want to go back and actually watch that. Well, I want to see like, the recap. There was no way to get to the recap. Anyway, side note, it was just really <laughs> annoying. No. So I still oh. haven't seen the recap. But I will say, like, I like, I like the intro that we have of the new character of Robin. Uh, yeah. Actress Maya, Maya Hawk. You have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I know who you're talking about. Oh, okay. I'm waiting. I'm like. No, so... Like, so it's funny because, like, I've been, I was kind of curious to see, like, how she's going to be in this because my introduction to her was when she, they redid, PBS redid uh, Little Women, like, a year, not even a year ago at this point. And I'm watching her play the character of Joe in Little Women, and I'm like, oh, she just looks so much like her mom. And I'm like, she looks a lot like her mom. She has a lot of the same kind of fe- facial features, but she has her father's mannerisms. And then, and so you kind of pick up on it, but then she has this one look that she does, this one smirk, and she shoots it at the camera just the right way. And I'm like, there's Ethan. There it is. Like she, like she does this face that looks just like her daddy, like this upper lip thing. And it's just like, you're just like your daddy, but you look like your mama. Like you could tell. So it's really kind of cute watching her on screen. Um, and I've really enjoyed her in this. Like I've really, from the, what I've seen thus far, like I really like her character. Like she's really, I don't know, she's really knowledgeable and smart, but she's also fun and she's cool. And like I get like why um, I can't think of the kid's name. The one character is just like, dude, why are you not hooking up with Robin? She's amazing. <laughs> and so like those are oh, like, yeah, I don't okay, understand the, why the, is he not watching her? Right. The other chick in the um... at the ice cream shop, yeah. Yeah, it scoops place. away. Okay, yeah. That's Robin, and that is uh, Ethan Hawke and uh, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman's daughter, the actress. Oh, okay. yeah. And so Fine. this is the second thing I've seen her in, and I think she's actually a really good actress. Honestly, like I was really impressed with what I saw when she was doing Little Women. So far, I'm really liking what she's doing with this character, and I don't know. It's just kind of fun to see new people kind of get brought into the fray. And I guess, and again, maybe that'll clarify a little more, but the little girl, Erica, that stuck with them in the one episode, is that the other kid's like little sister? The 10-year-old girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's his little sister? Yeah. Lucas? The one getting the yeah, free ice Lucas cream? Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The one who's all pissed about ice cream. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's his little sister. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's kind of funny because it's like now she's thrown into the fray. Now she's going to be privy to this knowledge of like, wait, what happened last year? Big brother that you didn't tell me about? Like, right. I don't know. It'll be right. interesting to see. Again, I'm only like five episodes in. So I'm still not even... We're I'm enjoying there. it. I'm having a fun time with it now that I'm in it, but it took me to the end of the third episode. 
to go. All right. Sold. Got me. So, yeah, I would agree. It's so I can see it. Not that I've finished it, but it seems better than season two. It's definitely not season one quality for me, but I don't I think it would be hard for them to make something better than season one just because it was fresh and new. Exactly. You can't recapture that magic. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I will say that I don't disagree and that the first two episodes are kind of just um I wouldn't say filler, they're not, but they it it takes a minute for it to get all back and revved up and going. Right. But uh to your other point though, um I think I accepted what the series is probably after season 2 cuz I'm kind of with you there in that I wouldn't mind seeing a completely different thing in season 2, but once once you see season two and you see that it's continuing from season one and then they have the little tag ending at this end of season two, you just kind of know that I guess that's what this whole series will be about up until it finishes is that it's this story of this other, you know, upside down world and trying to completely cut it off essentially. Right. All right. Um, well, anything else that anybody's watched that we want to talk about before we get to Spider-Man? Bobby, you, anything else you saw? I know you saw one in the movie, I believe. I did, but before... Um, well, let me. I'll say what I saw, and then um, I don't want to skip over the fact that you guys went to Universal, and I want to hear about that as well. So, Oh, you do? Um, All right. Yeah, I do. Um, so let me say what I guess I watched. Did I talk about uh, Annabelle Comes Home? No, I can't remember. Mm-mm. Okay, oh, is, is that the, is this the third one in that series? Right, it is. It is, yeah. and so this is the first time I've done something that I've never done before, which is I've watched the third movie in a series without seeing the first two, and uh, I really felt <laughs> like the first Annabelle. I wanted to see it, but everyone trashed it pretty bad, so I just decided to skip it. I wanted to see the second one, never got a chance to. But then this third one came along, and if anyone has seen the previews, it's basically the Warrens, uh, Ed and Lorraine, their daughter, who I can't think of the name of right now, is at home being um, with a babysitter while the Warrens are out. And this friend of the babysitter comes over and starts essentially exploring the house and doing things she shouldn't be doing in the room that they keep all the stuff in. And so because of that premise, I felt confident and comfortable enough going into this third movie without having seen the first two because the first one, I guess, is a, is just a sequel that, again, no one seemed to like. The second one is a prequel to kind of tell you how Annabelle came about in the first place. And uh, this one just kind of continues, but it felt more in line with the Conjuring series based on the characters that are involved. Is So that made me feel like, okay, well, I, I know the Conjuring series. I've seen those, the first two movies. So uh, let me just go ahead and jump into this. And I, I'll say that it's, it's not bad. It's decent. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, it's almost like the Conjuring for preteens in a way, because it's kind of not as scary, not as horrific in the, in the same way, but it has the typical kind of jump scares and, and that kind of thing. And um, the premise of it is essentially like trying to 
manage all these different things now. And it, and it almost seems like they could use this as a springboard to launch other spinoffs because of some of the other things they come in contact with in this movie. So um, it's not bad, but I would say it's it doesn't live up to the level of the Conjuring movies. And it's, I, I guess, maybe, um, at least in my sense, sort of on the tamer side, but not um, not too not too lame in the way that it's just kind of like completely relying on jump scares, but it's, it's decent. It's okay. All right. And uh, another movie I got to see was yesterday. And I actually had mm, not too much interest in seeing it before I actually went to go watch it because for far as Beatles music goes, I, uh, I like Beatles, but I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fanatic of Beatles music or, you know, I know tons of stuff about Beatles history you're, and, and you're that more kind of an of Elvis thing. person than a Beatles person. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I would say I would most definitely say I'm more of a Beatles person than an Elvis person. Ah. If I had to choose between the two, uh, check reference public enemy on that one. But, uh, I think with yesterday, it's probably a really solid kind of love story told in a different twisty way. And that's what I think I appreciated about it. Um, the music is recognizable. And the the, the plot of the story is that uh, this guy played by Hamesh Patel, I, I believe his name is, is and Lily, Lily James is in it as well. And he wakes up after getting hit by a bus and there's like, this power outage that happens across the entire world. And when he wakes up, he seems to be the only one who remembers uh, the Beatles. And so he kind of goes about trying to exploit it in a way because his own musical career hasn't taken off. And so him playing this music is revelatory to the, anyone who's, who's hearing it for the first time, essentially for themselves. And so he kind of embarks on this whole journey of, rise to fame because of someone else's music and it deals with some of those issues in terms of like uh is this a good thing because he's reminding people of music that's essentially been lost or is it really just him plagiarizing and so it, it kind of goes and, and gets into those themes a little bit but overall it's, it's just it was pretty funny and it was you know one of those kind of sweet sort of of romantic comedies and I really, I think, appreciated the humor in it more so than anything. But I would definitely recommend this one, um, especially if you're a Beatles fan. I imagine you'd probably get a lot more out of it even than I did just as a as a casual fan, I guess. But I, I definitely liked it, and the performances were pretty solid. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'm really interested in seeing that movie. I'm not a huge Beatles fan. Um, there are songs that I will definitely appreciate and do appreciate. Uh, that are done by the Beatles, but I've never been a huge, huge fan, but I like the idea of the story and I'm really definitely interested in checking it out. Yeah. So, um, I, I think, uh, what it's maybe in its third week. So there should be some time yeah. still before it gets yanked out of the theaters yeah. to check it out. And I don't know in terms of what we got coming up anytime soon, but there might be some lull there to where you should be able to have a chance to probably pop in and watch that one. But the the last one that I watched that I really want to talk about, uh, well, I can't talk too much about it, but uh, I saw Ari Aster, 
Astor's latest movie, Midsommar, which is, uh, for anyone who knows what Ari Aster's last movie was, Hereditary, it has that same sort of unsettling, creepy, uh, weird vibe to it. And Midsommar is about this couple, uh, one played by Florence Pugh and the other by Jack Rayner, who essentially are having a, a rocky relationship and they go on this trip to, uh, I think I want to say is like the Netherlands or, or Sweden or something. And they are on there. They happen to visit the same time that they're having this sort of summer solstice, which involves this ceremony and ritual. And if you've seen the previews, uh, Things happen. <laughs> I'll just say that. I don't want to say too much about the movie, but uh, it it's it's. I was fascinated by it. It's a little too long because it's like two and a half hours, and I thought that could have been trimmed down. But besides that, and 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 it kind of is a slow crawl in the beginning. It it, it takes a little bit of time for it to really kick into gear. But I was just sitting there watching it. And dumbfounded about it, uh, by by it because um, I think Ari is so good at creating terrifying things out of what looks like such mundane life, and the way he frames some of the shots are just like you think to yourself, how how is this coming from this guy's head? You know, it's just very weird and and creepy and unsettling in, in all the ways that I think a lot of today's horror movies like um, Us or Get Out or, or, or some of the other ones that have come out recently can do so much with just making you feel unsettled rather than just having these jump scares and, and everything else. Mm -hmm. And so I think that falls in line with this as well. And it just, I've seen a lot of people uh, name checking Wicker Man in terms of like a, the vibe. And I would say, yeah, that's very true in, in that in that way. And it's just um, one of those movies that I feel like it, it, it'll stick with you if you watch it the same way that Hereditary does. And there is, it's, it's funny because I went with a friend of mine and uh, when he wanted to go see the movie, I was already going to go see it. But then when he said he wanted to go see it, I didn't say anything to him, but I was like, I know this guy's taste. And I was like, why does he want to see this again? Because um, <laughs> this isn't the type of movie he would enjoy. And I never questioned him openly about it. I was just like, all right, cool. I'm surprised he wants to go see it, but let's do it. And so we come out of the theater, and I was like, uh, so what'd you think? He's like, man, I hated that movie. I was like, <laughs> I figured you would, <laughs> but I don't know why you wanted to see it. And he's like, I, because he kind of thought it was going to be a little something different than what it was. Like he figured disturbing, but I think maybe he was thinking, I don't know, like check Texas Chainsaw Massacre, different, disturbing, right. rather than this kind of thing. And this is, this movie, when I saw it, it was completely what I was expecting. So I, I was like happy coming out of it. I was like, oh, I, I kind of loved it. <laughs> but it's kind of because I knew at least what I was getting when I was going into it and, and hoping that they would do with the movie and, and they do these things. It's not a perfect movie. There's definitely some things wrong and, and aspects about it that... I say they could have um, tightened up or, or fixed or removed completely, but overall, it's um, it's yeah, I, it it's one of the ones that I think 
hit that checkmark box for me as far as disturbing horror movies of the year and, and in the same way that I guess us did earlier. Yeah, that's a movie I was hoping to fit in this weekend, but didn't quite happen. And the funny thing is, is I'm fascinated to see it based on everything I've I've heard, but I actually haven't watched a trailer for it. I've seen just kind of some still images, yeah, promotional still images, but that's it. So I don't think I'll watch a trailer. I'm just gonna go. No, I would. I want to go try to see it sometime this week. Um, yeah, with that. uh, So wait, you wanted to hear, I guess, about our our trip to Universal. Yeah, yeah. You guys were sharing some pictures, so I was like. I didn't know if you hadn't been there in a while and so that you kind of wanted to check out some things you hadn't seen since the last time you might have been there. but Or if it was just another kind of outing that you just had recently and, and you just were out and about. No, yeah, it was just kind of another outing. Um, okay. I actually have annual passes to Universal. Um, and it's, I mean, yeah, I did a couple things this recently that I hadn't done in a while, like the Spider-Man ride, which... Um, yeah, it's one of the. It was kind of the original crazy popular ride when Islands of Adventure right. opened, and it's still a great ride. Don't be wrong, but um, yeah, I hadn't done that in forever. It's a good ride. Well, <laughs> and what was nice is I haven't ridden Spider Man in forever either. Right. But it was nice to watch it because they've updated like those little pieces. They have Stan Lee inserted in little scenes throughout the ride. And I was watching that going. Was this always here? And I just didn't really it was notice. Not. I've ridden that ride. I, I wrote it enough to, in my 20s to know that, no, Stanley was not initially in that ride. Yeah, part, I was kind of, yeah, as the ride was going on and he was popping up, I was like, so is this like an inserted kind of thing in reaction almost to like now the MCU kind of I think Stanley it's a, thing? I or? think it's in reaction to the MCU and I think also in his passing as well. Yeah. But, um, and then, yeah, there was a little thing they did in, in the one part of the queue. Because as you're in the queue, you're like, it's like you're walking through the offices of the Daily Bugle. Yeah. And yeah, there's like one desk that has kind of almost like a memorial to stand. A memorial on. to Stan. It was really sweet. So that was cool. Mm. Um, yeah, it was just cool going through the ride and seeing Stan kind of pop up. I'm like, oh, hey, look, there's Stan. Oh, hey, look, there's Stan. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah, cool. did the Harry Potter stuff, which I guess you guys have it at Universal as well out there in Hollywood. But uh, it's yeah. different here. It's different here. I don't know. Do you guys just, what is it, just Hogsmeade there with Hogwarts? Or I actually have never done it yet, so I, I couldn't tell you. But I hear it's a really fun experience. Yeah. So I believe so because I've been there, and I know they just opened up a second thing. And um, when I was there, there was there was, I guess there's two rides, and one is um, one is kind of like a roller coaster, and I don't know which one that one's called. But then there was like a second one that I didn't really get a chance to sort of see what it what the the right aspect of it was but i think there's just two things in there and then of course just the the different little areas and and stuff of harry potter that's going on well here like so when they first opened harry potter here it was at islands of adventure Mm -hmm. and it's hogsmeade and hogwarts castle is there and yeah there's a ride in the castle which is harry potter i think it's forbidden journey right Mm -hmm. um and now they recently, very, very recently, just opened a second major ride at that section of Harry Potter, which is Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure, mm-hmm. which replaced a, a, a roller coaster that used to be in that part of the a park. A very beloved roller coaster. Before it became a Harry Potter area. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, that the wait for that has been insane. I still have not been on that ride. Like I while mean, we were there at one point, it was like at 210 minutes. <laughs> like, it no, was already not... at two hours at like 930 and the park opened at eight. Right. Like it's it's so everybody's loving it and it's the new thing. So, of course, it's insane. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like to ride it at some point. One day I'll make it out there when the park opens and I will literally just run right. straight to that ride. And yeah. And hopefully get to ride it, but... And um, then somewhat more recently, they opened a second section over in the Universal Studios side, mm -hmm. which is Diagon Alley, mm -hmm. and they've connected the two with the Hogwarts Express, so if, as long as you have a two-part ticket, um, yep. you can then, you know, basically go into the other park via the train, yep. which is really cool. It is really quick and efficient and nice. <laughs> and, it's a, and it's a slightly different experience if you ride the train from one direction versus the other direction. Right. Um, yeah, no, it's a really awesome idea how they've kind of put a Harry Potter land in both parks and connected them that way. I like way. it. It's nice. It was pretty smart. I and will say. over there, Diagon Alley is Gringotts, a ride for Gringotts, which mm -hmm. sadly I have still not been on. I mean, and I, we were there and I was there with my kids and they couldn't both ride that. So I, yeah, I still haven't been on Gringotts. I was just going to say like, what I like is, is over at Islands of Adventure where they have Hogsmeade it's it's like being in Hogsmeade it's really immersive and really great but I will say the Diagon Alley section over on the Universal Studios side I think is even better it is it is very immersive it's like what what Yasha was saying about how how Galaxy's Edge is honestly like I you feel you feel like you're in Diagon Alley like it's the shops, the detailing, it's amazing. And then <laughs> the things you can do if you decide to invest in getting a wand. You can you can perform magic in these two parks. Like it's amazing. Like that's awesome. Like you right. can do magic if you purchase the wand. And I'll be honest, there's a part of me that kind of wants to buy a wand. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to do the cool things. Like it looks like a lot of fun and I think it adds uh, a level to your experience being in these parks. But man, I I, I I love both sections very much, but I will say Diagon Alley is there's something about it. Like it it makes you feel like you are you are in England. Like it makes you feel like you are in Harry Potter's world. You're going to purchase your books for school. You're it just it's it's amazing. It really is. I like it a lot. Yeah, no, I like it a lot too. Makes me happy. Um, so I did see what the ones that they have at Universal Studios Hollywood, and the two that I got on were the uh, Flight of the Hippogriff. Okay, yeah. And then the other one was the one that you mentioned, the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Right. Right. That's Which, the ones inside Hog yeah. Hogwarts Castle. Yeah. 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 And that's an excellent ride. I haven't been it on really that is. in a little while. It really is good. But I remember when I first wrote it. And I mean, I forget what year they, they opened that attraction and I remember writing it going, wow, like I, sadly, I don't think I had seen Disney do a ride like right. that quality in no. a while. Now, of course, now they have Galaxy's Edge and right. the, those rides are, you know, supposed to be pretty amazing. As you know, Yasha, at least with one of them. But uh, yeah, no, Forbidden Journey is excellent. Forbidden Journey is an excellent ride. And I'm looking forward to riding Hagrid's motorbike and I'm looking forward to Escape from Green Gots. I really am. I've heard they are very, very good rides. Right. And I can't wait. One day it'll happen. One day. <laughs> One day. Um, but back to Spider-Man. But, uh, well, uh, Yasha, have you watched any Hangouts real quick that you wanted to bring up before we talk about Spider-Man or are we, are we good to move on? 
No, I think we're good to move on. I was uh, trying to take a look here and see if there's anything that I, I've gotten a chance to watch that I haven't touched on, and I think I'm all caught up. Uh, I did forget one quick, real quick thing yeah. is I'm three episodes into the final season of Jessica Jones, and mm. so far I'm, I'm enjoying it, even oh, knowing yeah. that it's oh. the last season. So I do like it so far. I uh, I finished that. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Good. Uh, yes. what, yeah, is, what it you better, is it better than season two? I know people were very disappointed with season two. Um, I, yeah, I was pretty disappointed with season two. I wasn't super thrilled with season three either. Mm. Um, it, it just, you know, it, it got a little campy and a little corny for me at the end. Mm. And I felt like maybe I just lost interest because I knew that they weren't going to be doing another one. But I did finish it. It was it was okay. It wasn't the best. By far the best has been season one. Like season one was surreal. Season one like was such so good. A, such a good show. Yeah. Um, but it was it was better I think than the second season. Um, but it was it it was good. It, it was it was fine. Um, a nice little ending and wrap up I guess you could say. But all in all, it's it's you know is it is it over? They had some throw-ins there that I don't think they necessarily needed. But it was it was fine. I mean, I'm just not super. I wasn't super sold on it. Super into it, I guess. It's the best way I can say. Now, as a whole, is all of this going over to the Disney streaming service, the Defenders? Basically, are they heading over there, or are they? Is it just done at Netflix? So just over. I, I, you know what? I don't know if they've actually released any information of what they're going to do with the characters. I know that there has been a lot of talk, hopefully people wanting for Daredevil to continue because Daredevil is really the one that I feel can continue with its story. I mean, Iron Fist can continue, but does anybody really want it to continue? Is, you know, is, is it going to get a following or are they just going to dump money into the Well, yeah, unfortunately, the unfortunately it's just Iron... not going to get watched. Unfortunately, the first season of Iron Fist pooped the bed, and so people aren't... I think that's going to be a hard one to revive, but people love um, Daredevil, and Daredevil's done so well, and I've, I really enjoyed Jessica Jones a lot, and I like Luke Cage, and I, I enjoyed the Defenders. Like I am happy with them, and I would like to see them continue on, but it sounds like it's basically dead over at Netflix, and so I'm wondering, is Disney going to take them up, or is it just done? I mean, I don't. maybe you know better, uh, Bobby, than I do, but I know, I know nothing's been officially announced, I don't think, kind of like what you just said, Yasha. I, would, I know the rumor out there, and it seems like it makes sense, like if they were to come back and they're kind of current form which is basically an r-rated form mm-hmm. it'd probably be on hulu and not on like disney plus okay yeah, that makes sense since i don't it doesn't seem like they're going to bring any of that kind of like rated kind of content to right. disney plus but right, i don't know right, maybe right, maybe right. you know better than me bobby yeah basically all i've heard about it is that because of the contracts and the deals that they sign netflix has has the rights to it to where they can't bring it back right away so by the time they could bring it back it wouldn't be the same actors portraying those mm-hmm. characters right so they can still use those characters but it will probably be different uh, actors based on the fact that i'm sure those actors will have booked different roles mm-hmm. and some of them already have booked different roles in in the interim so um yeah pretty much you'll, you'll see those characters again in some form or fashion but, but probably not where they'll end soon. up yeah not yeah. anytime soon mm-hmm. 
And that's going to do it for this episode. As always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening and watching. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can leave a question or comment below in the comment section, or you can always email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. And don't forget, if you would like to listen to our thoughts on Spider-Man Far From Home, make sure to check out part two of this episode. And that's where we share our spoiler-free thoughts, and then we get into some spoilers later in the episode. So make sure to check that out. With that, thanks for listening and watching.